Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now back to the podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're watching, whether you're watching live or listening to podcasts, we're so grateful that you're here today. We are going to be talking about communication and communication is one of those things, it's universal, everyone needs to do it but it can be difficult at times, especially when you're a leader and your time is, you're just swamped, you're in back-to-back meetings. How do you find the time and the ways and the means to communicate effectively with your teams? And how can things like images and video help you in doing that? Well, we've got a very great uh, great guest to talk about that. Before I introduce her, real quick, a couple things I wanna let you know. First of all, if you're listening, our next episode is gonna be with our guest, Daniel Quick. He's gonna be talking about customer education. It's gonna be awesome. He's fantastic. If you don't know Daniel and the work that he's done with Asana and Thought Industries and others, you wanna tune into that uh, episode next week. The other thing is we've got a whole series of, of interviews coming up where we're gonna be focusing on nothing but creating start to finish tutorial videos. And we've got a ton of great guests coming down the pipe. So can't wait to get those out to you guys, but those will be coming soon. So with that said, let me introduce our guest for today. Sherry Powers is the Vice President of Marketing of TechSmith. And this role, she takes charge of the overall marketing strategy and leading the team to help shape the messages and approach to spreading the good word about TechSmith and its products. As a leader, she also has to communicate at a variety of levels with the rest of the senior leadership team, with managers, and directly with staff. As you can imagine, she is in a lot of meetings and there's a lot of pulls for her time. As a way to help keep the team moving forward and making progress, she's been using videos to communicate and inspire us. She is infamous, let me just say infamous, for her surprise trips, loading the marketing (laughs) team on a bus and taking us to destinations without telling us where we're going, what we're doing, only if we need sunscreen or not. To date, we've had a cooking competition, we've learned to make pretzels and eat a barbarian meal, explored Marvin's marvelous mechanical museum, and toured the Detroit Detroit Parade Company, which was one of my favorites. Occasionally, if we're lucky, we also get to see Sherry's dogs chasing her tail in the background or hearing them <laughs> snore during our meetings. She's a, a thoughtful individual, a strong leader, a fierce negotiator, and an amazing person. So please help me welcome Sherry Powers to the Visual Lounge. What an introduction. Thank you, Matt. I so much miss putting you all on a bus and forcing you (laughs) to an unknown destination. I cannot wait to get back to doing that as soon as possible. Some of us have mixed feelings about the the surprise (laughs) of it, but but just communicate well and we'll be fine. So Sherry, uh, welcome and and it's a a well-deserved intro, but is there anything else that people should know about you uh, as we get into our conversation today? Sure. I would say the one thing from a background perspective is just that um, really the bulk of my career has been in video um, 
technology. Um, before I joined TechSmith, uh, which was about five and a half years ago now, I worked at a video hardware company. And so it was interesting because in that world, I was more on the video delivery side of things, you know, getting um, local broadcast um, station content up to their cable channels um, or helping even uh, hotels and resorts create an in-circuit um, television um, network for their guests. So now at TechSmith, I get to work on um, that more video creation side and enabling the creation of that content for those channels. But um, throughout my career, I've, I've got to know um, more intimately the ins and outs of video as well. But what's interesting about that is from um, the marketing standpoint, that doesn't mean I'm an expert video creator either. You know, creating video myself is not my full-time job. So um, yeah, I, I think your, your intro was great, but that's the one piece I would add there as well, just in the video side of the background. Yeah, absolutely. So let's help us understand a little bit because, you know, I think there's, we hear, we hear titles like vice president and, you know, we have certain expectations or kind of thoughts, um, but from a, from a day-to-day -day standpoint, you know, I talked about your, you know, leading strategy, but, but really what, what does that mean that you're doing and how are you spending most of your time? And then that will help us, I think, understand like ways that we're, you need to communicate and why that's so important. Yeah, good question. So two really core areas I'm communicating with at any given time. You mentioned more um, senior leadership or managers across the organization and, you know, really planning for the medium or long term and where we're headed as TechSmith, but also um, communicating as a second area um, where I feel probably most at home um, with the marketing group and talking about um, strategic tactics and how we want to get to those places long term. Um, so I think in a lot of ways, um, I am the subject matter expert for the SLT on marketing and making sure I'm communicating with them on the possibilities and what we could do from a go-to-market standpoint, the resources we need to make those possibilities um, attainable for the organization as well. But I'm also the subject matter expert on our medium to long-term strategy or, you know, pulling some of those conversations we're having at the senior leadership level down to the marketing team. So I think it's, it's really that cross section of communication where I'm carrying the message of the senior leadership group to the marketing team, or I'm to the senior leadership group that really kind of stretches, um, into that needing to have really strong communication skills aspect, you know, talking with that group about that group is one thing or with marketing about marketing concepts. But when you're, you're crossing over there, um, that's where you have to be really um, strategic about making sure your message is landing and um, you're providing the right insight and you're keeping people engaged with that, that message so that you can ultimately um, make sure that's being absorbed well. Yeah, that's, I mean, it sounds like they're, you're, first of all, you're juggling a lot of things, a lot of different messages at different levels. And uh, you mentioned SLT, just for those at home listening, senior leadership, right? Sure. Thank uh, you, Matt. Yes. Yep. That is, is that, our senior leadership team. Yep. Yeah. Senior leadership. I was, I was like, what's the T? It's team, right? Of course. Team. Yes. Yes. So, yes. But, so there's different things that those different groups need to know. And, and so just from a communication standpoint, that seems like there's that that in itself is a challenge, right? Because even if it's kind of the sure. same thing you're talking about, uh, what the CEO wants to know about might be slightly different than you know the the person who's on the the sales call or the person who is you know trying to implement maybe the right. camp marketing campaign. And so so how do you how do you deal just kind of high level here with with some of that just need to communicate 
it's similar, but it's still kind of different, right? Like there's different points that are going to yeah. be important to people. Yeah. So one thing I use quite a bit from a communication with the senior leadership team that's really kind of representing what, what does marketing need to be successful? Um, why is what I'm telling you more than just a hunch um, is looking to data or insights that we can carry from the tactical level up to them. And it, it's more than me just kind of like throwing a bunch of stats into an email. Um, it's more so can I show them on screen the growth that we're seeing in a certain um, tactical executional area. Um, can I show them the potential if this, you know, trajectory in, continues uh, that way? Um, so I think using using those visuals throughout the um, communication of those things, whether it be creating a quick, candid video, I'm not, I'm not talking about something polished, but if I can show them kind of what I'm seeing in the back end of Google Analytics or something like that related to a topic that we're making a decision around, that can go a lot longer way than just kind of saying, you guys, just believe me, just just believe me. Um, <laughs> I think it, having that reassurance um, is there. I, I think I'm a very convincing person. I wish everyone would just believe me. Um, but, you know, I, data is data. And I think in um, 2021, if you're not using data to help convey your message and kind of showing a visual depiction of that on screen, um, you're definitely behind your colleagues, probably, um, in, the, in the way that you're communicating to really get your message across the finish line. Yeah. And I, well, I love that. And I love that you said that it's just kind of these informal, you know, these informal pieces of, of, of visuals, right? Like, it's not like you're making fancy charts or graphs, or you're going out and, and having to you know, get a graphic designer to do this. Um, right, right. So from a from a reaction standpoint, because I think one thing that happens and it paralyzes a lot of people is that they feel like if it's not perfect, they're not going to mm. be. It's not going to work well. What What's been your experience as you communicate inside of TechSmith and and you know not just from your experience at TechSmith, but how how do people respond to a visual that maybe isn't perfect? What is a perfect visual? Right? You know, um, I, I guess in thinking about what a perfect visual is, is does it get the job done um, more so? And it, we're, again, we're talking internal um, communications, you know, communications that are going into inside um, TechSmithies. If you're not familiar here at TechSmith, we call it ourselves TechSmithies um, in each other. But if, if I'm communicating something to another TechSmithy, I know this person's on my side. I know we both have the best interest of our customers at heart with what we're trying to accomplish, I can be um, really kind of more quick and dirty about how I'm putting a piece of content together to communicate with them. And I think it's more so they understand the intent of what I'm trying to communicate and they have something to kind of guide their own thought process and what I'm trying to communicate as well. Something, you know, like I said, even if it's just a Google Analytics graph um, on the screen to kind of guide the message that I'm, I'm saying, I think that a perfect um, graphic or communication or, or quick video is one that ultimately helps, to, you know, communicate what you're trying to communicate, particularly for internal. Um, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I obviously work in marketing. Um, I have my entire career and I understand the value of having a really crisp, um, great looking graphic, particularly for um, customer facing content that, you know, your ads are built around, your um, visual content's built around, um, even, you know, the visuals we saw leading into this um, podcast today are built around. Those are crisp. Um, they're well put together. Um, but that's not what we're really talking about here. We're talking about internal communication. So I, I, I think that 
end result of perfect is, you know, is it conveying what you need to convey at the end of the day? Um, and if you're communicating with somebody who you're partnering with on something, and I, I do consider, you know, every text with you here, um, a partner and what we're trying to accomplish in support of our customers um, and outcomes and goals, you know, really polish it doesn't necessarily need to be the main fixture of the equation. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. Uh, it's it's way better to have data and have it, you know, show what's, what's really happening than to have something that you spent, you know, literally you could spend hours on making sometimes those graphics and that doesn't actually help you get the job done um, or sure, do any yeah. better. Exactly. And sometimes I think, you know, at the start of the show, you said, um, something about back-to-back meetings or having, you know, what do you do when you're, you're in a lot of meetings? And I think, I think that if you're looking for the right host to um, help tell that story of what that's like, you found the one, Matt. But um, <laughs> I, I think sometimes I'm creating these um, quick kind of um, screen recordings to help hate something in between, you know, a block of I have, and I might have three to, to four minutes to do so. Um, what I've found is, it's actually a lot faster to create a quick screen recording than it is to actually try to type out everything in my head in a way that then I'm over polishing because I'm rereading it. I'm making sure that there's no grammatical issues going on there, et cetera. I'm sure everyone on the team and across the company has received an email from me with grammatical mistakes, but that's probably the case because I'm typing it in between um, meetings that I might be having as well. So I think that um, being able to just get someone the information is a lot more perfect than not being able to get them the information in a timely manner too. So, you know, the, the, the timeliness of being able to respond to someone or get that feedback back is great as well. Yeah. And I, I, I think having been on the end of sending those, an email with a typo or something, people, people, I don't know, they seem a lot more uh, <laughs> forgiving of a, when you say something you're like, Oh no, I made a mistake or, you know, you can fix it. Uh, versus if you send out an email with a typo, I, I found that sometimes they're not, not as forgiving. Like, what yes. are you doing? Don't you have yes. spell check? <laughs> well, I mean, I I share a lot of um, feedback oriented, just screen recordings with the team where like maybe we're making an edit to um, a portion of our website or something like that. And there's no time to squeeze me into a, you know, a half hour meeting to be able to give that feedback. But if I can, you know, throw that draft up on a screen and kind of talk through um, that page as if I was sitting next to someone. So they can also get kind of the candid remarks or where I'm on the edge of like, is this right? Is this not right? Or, um, you know, this is maybe how I'd adjust this, but I'm not sure. And I'm able to say, I'm leaving that call up to you. Um, They're not getting a bullet point list of, you know, things they feel they need to change that are, you know, seen set in stone, like a wall of text and email could mean, um, but they're actually seeing me kind of think through that and go through that with them as well. So they understand what I feel really strongly about and what I um, feel is up to the table to just let the data decide on what's most effective um, so, so to make a call and move forward. But um, I, I think that also allows me to have more um, just engagement and show more personality with the team too. And, you know, areas I wouldn't always be able to, um, they hear me thinking what I would never put in an email is, um, Hmm, just, I'm thinking about this for just a moment. This is why I'm thinking that way. 
um, you know, as we're going through a piece of content and doing a review of a piece of content, but I can do that through video in a way that feels much more natural and approachable. Um, if I were to type out that same script in an email, I think it would be like, huh? You know, I, I think by nature, weirdly, sometimes emails, the point I'm trying to make, um, call for a certain level of polish that a quick screen recording just doesn't, which um, right. is almost opposite of what a lot of people would think. It's like, oh, if I'm going to make a video, it's got to have much more polish and pizzazz to it than it would be just typing out an email. But in a lot of instances, it's easier and faster and less polished and lowers the barrier for me just to make a screen recording and get that information to whoever might be waiting for approval or feedback or whatnot on the other end much faster. Yeah, and I well, I, I I think I liken this to its intention. Like we, as, as a receiver of someone who's received Sherry's uh, feedback screencast yes. before, I I love them because it it allows me to understand the intention as you're talking through that. That it's like, no, this really is like I'm thinking about this. I don't know if this is really that important, but I want you to be aware of it, kind of thing. Versus mm -hmm. in an email, yeah. it's just the interpretation becomes like, here's here's the five bullet points, and these are must dos, right? Like, and I think that it's intention, very official. yeah. Yeah, and it, so just having it, yeah. that difference is is very helpful as someone on the on the receiving end of those. Well, Sherry, I want to ask a question from our our audience that I think is is kind of interesting here. It might take us a little broad, but we'll come back to the video. I want to talk mm -hmm. about video next here, but uh, and I apologize on the name here. Natarja G asks, "What okay. are cool tactics and strategies in video communication overall in your journey?" So I think what uh, Natarja is asking is. Um, in your in your process, you know, in your path of of leadership and growth, um, what are some of the cool tactics and strategies in video communication? I think you just mentioned one, like letting the your employees and staff, people that you're working with, hear your your intention, hear your thought your thought process. Anything right. else that comes to mind in terms of kind of things that you found that have been very successful or helpful? You know, I'll say I think that. One of the things I've learned, which um, I, I, video creation in general or creating a screen recording or even creating visuals as a, a tactic of effective communication has been a growth journey, journey for me overall. But one thing I'll say is kind of growth in learning when to make a video and what style and what depth of a vi video that might be and identifying those things, you know, and thinking about, you know, the two weeks I have ahead. Um, what is an opportunity for me to um, reinforce a strategic direction for my team and go into depth a little bit more around that topic with my team? Um, take the time to maybe put, you know, some bullet points together that will guide me in terms of a script to partner with a PowerPoint and actually maybe put a little bit more polish on that video because I know that video might be something that the team refers back to for the next um, quarter or um, two quarters as we put together work that aligns with that, you know, strategy that we're trying to accomplish. Um, so, so making that call, I think, is one of the things that um, I've grown within that is something people can think about when you think about the next two weeks to a month ahead, what's something that you have on your to-do list that you know is important from a team communication standpoint that would be worthy of a little bit of extra effort when you're preparing to communicate something to your team. Um, and I, I would say knowing when not to do that as well. You know, uh, there's a lot of um, quick screen recordings or um, screen captures I create 
from day to day that don't need to be anywhere near that level of thought when I'm putting that um, screen recording together. Um, And be comfortable with what you know and what you can, you know, very easily speak to as opposed to what you maybe want to make sure you're creating an outline for to make sure you reinforce some points that maybe you're not as naturally able to kind of speak to yet to just roll off the tongue. Maybe a new strategic initiative the company is um, rolling out and you need to make sure you're hitting on a few key points that don't, you know, necessarily come organically to you yet um, as you're just beginning to communicate that. So I I think um, I'm not sure if this exactly gets to the heart of, um, the question there, but I do want to, you know, say just like thinking about the communications you have coming up and asking yourself, would this be better suited as a visual or a video or a screen recording um, for my particular audience space, um, as opposed to just sending an email or calling a, you know, a group together to have a meeting about that topic. Yeah. So I, I love this kind of uh, this idea. I'm, I'm thinking of it as almost a tiered approach, right? Like we've got yeah. the kind of a day to day, I've just got things that are quick and easy. I just need to communicate them, and it's it's going to be faster than typing a, an email that will take me twenty minutes. I can say it in three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you got these kind of more strategic pieces that it sounds like you're building out that are going to, you know, maybe it's for two, maybe it's over the kind of looking over the next week. And for those not familiar, like we we've talked about this with others, I think on 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 the show, but TechSmith, we have this process. We work, you know, we plan kind of in two week increments of what we're doing, so that makes sense. And then maybe you've got the bigger yeah. kind of quarterly goals. So I, I love that it's a tiered approach. So Sherry, you mentioned uh, when we talked, when you introduced yourself in the very beginning, that you've been in video, kind of around video for a long time, right? Even though it was very different, it's not working for, you weren't, haven't always worked yeah. for TechSmith, you haven't always been in that, and you're not a video creator. But I would imagine at, at your kind of senior leadership level as an executive, you're, you're, you're looking at this, or others are looking at this saying like, I don't know if I have time to learn how to do this because video is often seen as complicated. It's seen seen as maybe it's it's overwhelming, it's difficult. I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to hear my voice. You know, all the yeah. all the things a lot of us say. What would you say to someone who's maybe a peer, uh, kind of at a cross in some other organization that says, "Well, I don't I don't know if I, I like I like what you're saying, but I don't know if I can do that." Yeah, um, and this kind of plays to that tip question as well is just, you know, I have had, again, like it, I, it's not over. I'll say this, um, a, a growth journey into video creation. Um, I have, I guess, l- layered on, I would be the best way to describe my approach to tackling learning um, and growing into uh, building my video creation skill set. I think that the first few videos I made probably were very simple screen recordings. I probably, you know, look just like I do um, on screen today, where I'm just kind of talking to the camera, um, evolving that into, you know, adding maybe slides behind me. Um, then maybe the next time after, you know, I get those slides into Camtasia, I'm adding um, maybe a a little transition in between those slides and like really kind of every time I open the product, trying to explore maybe something else that would make that video I'm creating a little bit more engaging, but not, you know, expecting myself to particularly with the schedule I have or um, with the, again, my day-to-day job, there's nowhere in my job description where it says I need to be creating video as a part of my communication strategy with anyone in the org. Um, recognizing that and knowing, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to grow gradually versus, you know, become a, you know, video pro or even a pro Camtasia user um, overnight. 
Um, I have the luxury of getting sneak peeks into what's really new with the products that we at TechSmith develop and um, ultimately, of course, aid in video creation. But that doesn't mean I have the time or ability myself just to go, you know, soup to nuts from, you know, intermediate to phenomenal and implementing all of those um, seamlessly as well. So I think in that standpoint, I really understand um, where our users are coming from, though, as well, and how we can maybe best kind of slowly introduce new um, features to them that could allow them to advance their skill set, but understand we've got to meet people where they are. We've got to meet people within the time that they have. Um, available to grow their video skill set and allow myself as well that grace and that kind of incremental growth as opposed to, you know, expecting that to become a night and day transition um, the first time you open um, an editor or create your first video. Yeah, I love I, I love this idea of like, it's okay to grow into this. Like, you know, I think... Yes. <laughs> You don't have yes. to be the expert out the gate, which I imagine there's a little bit of a level of pressure if you're trying to communicate to a, a large group, internal stakeholders. It's an important message. You want it to, to look good, but maybe that's not the one you start with. Maybe that's yes, not the video. You... Agreed. But I think even in that scenario, I think we have to trust ourselves. Um, I, I kind of mentioned how I become the subject matter expert for um, the senior leadership team on what's going on in marketing and the needs of marketing and our tactical marketing approach. And I become the subject matter expert for our marketing team on the you know ins and outs of what the senior leadership team is thinking in that long-term strategy. But you also have to trust yourself, um, you know, because regardless of if I was making videos as a part of my communication strategy, strategy, I am in the role I'm in because I can communicate about both of those sides to both of those groups. And that's true whether you're doing that in email or whether you're sitting down side by side with them or whether you're kind of capturing yourself on video is a way to allow them to watch that at, at their own convenience later um, or to get that message out more quickly to the group. So um you know what you're talking about. And that is the probably most important portion of that video. I mean, the content from that standpoint, you have down on lock. The things you do maybe as you're recording or what you do in the editing process to make maybe portions of what you're saying or that content stand out or become more engaging for those who are watching that video later um, or, you know, allow you to kind of really hand hammer something home or indicate when you're moving on to a new subject because you're adding a transition between slides, whatever that might be, that is all extra, in my opinion. And again, those things you can grow into, but the base of what you need to make a video, everyone already has, which is whatever they are a subject matter expert about or whatever it is they were, you know, whatever they're speaking about that is essential to the role that they're doing um, inside their organization. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's not out yet, but it, when probably about a couple weeks after this one goes live, I, we just, Andy, Justin, and I just had a conversation for the, the video workflow portion of the visual lounge about videos you could make without uh, having a camera without being on camera. Cause I think that's right. maybe the, the fear. Cause you're right. You're so right. Yes. The expertise, the knowledge that you have, the knowledge that, you know, if you're going to make a video is, is, is the key, right? Because that's what yeah. needs to be shared. And if it's got a few, uh, glitches here and there and not, you know, doesn't look visually 
you know, like a Hollywood movie, that's perfectly fine. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious, Sharon, this journey that you've taken. One of the things that I I've I've watched as you've done more and more videos, and of course your quality has gotten better. You've gotten more comfortable making those videos. Thank you. Yes. Um, but let's talk about like I know you've done some of the back of the ma- uh, back of the napkin math because I think yes. there's something really valuable yes. here because as as, as uh, an executive there you could spend your time in a lot of ways and it, it seems like because you're so busy if you just have a 30 minute meeting you can spread a message really quickly right like you could spend 30 yeah. minutes go over the, those key points but if you're making a video it might not be the it, it, you know it's not it, equitable for your time necessarily. And so let's, right. let's talk through maybe an example, like what's talk to maybe a recent experience that you, if you've got an experience here of making a video, how long it took you, what was, you know, the thinking behind that and like why that versus just a meeting with us as staff? Yeah. So, um, I don't want this to be a deterrent. So stick with me till the end of my message here. Um, I will be upfront and say, if I make a video that's a little bit more polished, like one of those videos that I want my team to be able to refer back to or to um, watch on their own time so they can take, you know, as much or as little time as needed to absorb that message. It And I'm making a bullet point list. I'm thinking more consciously about um, what slides I'm putting in the background as opposed to just kind of like quickly um, sharing what whatever's on my screen about a concept. Um, it will take me three times, sometimes maybe um, four times the amount of time it would take to just, you know, call together a meeting and talk through that concept. You know, maybe that meeting taking maybe 15 minutes um, to talk through the concept and then allow, you know, 15 minutes of Q&A from the team. So from a my time standpoint, there are times when creating a video, um, if I'm being thoughtful about that video and making sure I'm very well articulating that message for the team to alleviate any confusion that might come about based on whatever um, content's being shared there, it does take me longer to put that content together. But, and this is what Matt was referring to, when you think about the back of the napkin math I've done here, it is um, really, you know, kind of earth shattering how much time um, I actually save the team by doing that. Because if I try to put a half hour meeting um, on, you know, the team, I manage directly is, you know, 25 people across. Maybe there's um, a couple other people that join from other departments where, um, you know, they're on the marketing DLs because their job is core and integrated with marketing. I'm saving, you know, those 25 people um, a lot of time. Or let me back up for a second. First of all, it's hard to get those 25 people in the same room to even have that half hour meeting. So if I have something I want to communicate by end of week, um, you know, trying to get that scheduled in, you know, I'm two to two and a half weeks away from actually getting that on the calendar. And then, oh, by the way, um, we have a phenomenal, flexible um, work environment here at TechSmith. And um, not everyone might be able to make it to a meeting between, um, you know, eight to five or nine to three or whatever, whatever that core time frame is. And by the way, it's summer and people are on vacation. So even if I have that half hour meeting, odds are I'm following back up with people later and trying to keep track of like maybe who couldn't make it to the meeting, who did I miss? Um, But if I can convey via video um, that 15 minute message and maybe 10 minutes because I'm kind of trimming out some of the um, 
anecdotal things I might say live and just kind of really getting into thick of the content. If I can share a 10 minute video, which I always advise my team to watch at 1.5 speed, which a lot of us has become accustomed to doing, whether you're watching YouTube, whether you're listening, you know, to podcast even um, sometimes or just absorbing content at a little bit faster rate than what is one time speed. Um, So they can watch that 10 minute video in seven and a half minutes, really. And if I add up, you know, 25 people in a half hour meeting, I've got 12 and a half hours of time, team time, essentially, to just absorb as a whole that content. If I share a 10 minute video that they can watch at 1.5 speed, I've got collectively across 25 people, three hours of time, it's actually 3.125 hours of time, but you know, for simplicity, three hours of time. Ultimately, I'm saving the department, um, when you kind of do the math there, nine and a half hours of time. So over a full day's of team time, I can save by choosing to make a video to communicate that message versus pull everyone into a room for a half hour and try to make that work on our schedule. So they get the message in a much more timely way. They can watch it at the playback speed that suits them. They have the message to refer back to over the course of that initiative to make sure that they're you know, getting those key points right as they think about the tactical strategies they're choosing to implement to um, reach for that strategic objective and Ultimately, you know, as a senior leadership um, side or trying to optimize our organization, I'm giving the org back, you know, nine and a half hours of productivity um, from the marketing team that we can spend actually doing work as opposed to, I mean, as fun as it is to be, you know, hanging out with me for a half hour in a meeting. Um, ultimately, um, I can give that time back to them and they they don't get that time in a meeting with me, but they do get the message that I'm trying to convey and they aren't able to do their jobs because they can watch that video and refer back to that video if they need to as well. Well, and I think just to emphasize, that's that's one meeting, right? That's one meeting one potentially. Meeting. Yes, yes. And and I, I want to be clear with our audience. We I don't think we are saying all meetings should be a video because that's not Agreed. actually. Yeah. You know, there might be other reasons for it. But one thing I want to bring up in, in that and as a question for you, Sherry, and I I know the answer, but I'm going to ask the question okay. as our for our audiences. So one of the things that happens in meetings is people have questions, people need to seek clarifications, or maybe they have points, and which you know sometimes, as we know, it's good because we, we people are getting those things they need to understand, but also sometimes we know it pushes maybe takes a half an hour meeting and makes it forty five minutes, right? So yes, as someone who at, at your level, you're you might be really concerned to make sure people feel open enough and able to get mm-hmm. the questions. How do you recommend you deal with that when you've taken this something that's it's important, you put it out there, you're saving people time, but how, how are you getting those questions to make sure that you're clarifying and, and providing answers to things that maybe, I mean, you're a great communicator, but maybe something wasn't quite clear or maybe it wasn't, um, maybe there's not some context that you had that we didn't, you didn't realize we didn't yeah. have. So how, how would you recommend yeah. people do that? So I've done this a couple of different ways and, um, I would say there's no magic formula, a little bit of trial and error based on everyone's team and how they respond to these different options. But I think, you know, one option, right, is we have a um, at TechSmith within our hosted side of our services, a what we call a conversations feature. So I can share a video up 
you know, in the cloud where, again, they have the option to watch it at one time speed, two times speed, half speed, um, or refer back to that video. But also they can ask questions in the right side panel of that video. And it ties that question to the point in the video. So I then get alert via email that somebody maybe either, you know, has a question or has something to add or, you know, something to clarify related to that video. And I know right away that someone on the team has a question about that. And I can go in and either answer that question there, or if it's um, big enough, I can, you know, set up some time if needed to talk that person through the angle of the question that they have. Um, the other piece that I've um, tried actually more recently is I've set up, I've shared a video about kind of a strategic shift that we were um, having as an organization and a way that we were kind of organizing our thought processes around the different personas that use our products and making sure that was um, clear to the marketing department um, is I actually sent out the video and then I scheduled two options for more casual Q&A about that video where staff um, on the team could come if they wanted. It was simply optional and ask a few follow up questions about that content. But for those on the team that didn't have questions or maybe, you know, got the content right away or, you know, didn't want to explore further conversation around that, um, they didn't have to and they weren't, you know, required to come to that meeting Um as mandatory. Um, but for each of the Q&A groups there, we probably had of the, you know, 25 to 30 ish people that might, you know, opt to, um, or need to watch that video. We probably had um, four to six people in each of those groups. I mean, we just kind of openly talked about um, that shift. I felt like that shift was worthy enough of um, having the likelihood that I probably missed a clarifying factor in the video I created just because it's, it's new to us and they mm -hmm. may bring be bringing insight to the table that I hadn't thought to put in there. Um, so I did open that up for Q&A. But again, it's thinking about your um, audience's needs or my team's needs specific to that. Making a video, again, takes me a little bit longer than just calling an initial meeting together. Um, so, you know, I'm investing my time there as well, but I'm also investing my time in scheduling out those two Q&A options. So from that standpoint, you know, I had two half hour Q&A set up and that took me an extra hour. But to me, it was important enough to make sure um, that if people had questions about this shift, they had an opportunity to have that interfacing with me and, you know, be open and talk about those um, in that session. So I think, you know, putting them in a place or a video um viewer format that allows for questions and comments to come in as people are watching that video, that's great. Um, I think that offering maybe an alternative sometimes to follow up and ask questions um, more in person about that concept, that's great. I think um, the other piece that I, you know, as a leader really just lean to is being approachable. And if, if people have questions and they want to dive deeper, um, making it you know clear that set up some time with me or make sure you ping me on these things. And um, I, I feel like I've been pretty successful about that. I hope that that's true um, for everyone. I think you know one area that I hope to improve upon as we move past the pandemic is those that maybe have joined the team while we've all been remote and they, they haven't had a chance to kind of see Sh Sherry's pretty approachable and, you know, casual in the office, I can go up and ask any questions. Hopefully, they're also coming forward with th those questions as well. But I think, you know, a video isn't, you know, the end all be all. And now we're done with that conversation. A video is you're getting the core of that message about and I think touch points are there. Um, after the fact for Q&A for debate for um, in thinking about how this is implemented and really brainstorming about that. But if you're just sharing 
the content for the first time, I think you should really question whether or not we all have to be in the room to have someone click through a group of slides together, um, or if we can allow for people to be more flexible of when they consume that concept, if you, you make it in advance and share it that way. Yeah, and I, I, I know as someone who has had the opportunity to consume those videos, I appreciate that I can do it at a time that works in my schedule. If I'm, yes. especially, I, I think when we were talking before the show today, I, I mentioned, you know, if I'm in a, a flow state and I'm working and I'm, things are getting done and I don't want to stop yeah. and go have to go to the meeting, it's nice to be able to say, well, maybe when I'm at a point where I'm, I'm like, kind of between meetings or I'm between like I've kind of come out of the that flow state now I can spend yeah. some time so I think it's 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 really really an awesome way to do it I have one more question for you Sherry then I want to go into our speed round questions uh, okay, which great. I, I know you're, you're you're terrified of um yes I'm eager and anxious for that <laughs> <laughs> it, it will be it'll be great so I I have a this this kind of feeling that for leaders out there they're you know, this again, we're, we're, we've thrown at them, I think, what are some really great concepts? So I think it's it's always hard to take that first step, um, especially if they haven't been around video, they haven't seen the process of video, even, if, you know, there's lots of fear there. So what's what's a piece of advice you would give other leaders, whether at TechSmith or in any other organization, uh, what's a piece of advice you would give them about uh, diving in to make their first video? I think that... If there's one thing, if it likely if you are a manager or, you know, at any form of executive level in any organization, I guarantee that you have made a presentation, whether it be Google Slides, Microsoft PowerPoint, um, you know, any, any other slide creation program, I guarantee you've put a concept into a slide deck and talked through that slide deck to um, a group of people. It, at some point in your professional career, right? Um, probably to agnosium. You've, you've probably, you know, done it one, once a day or, you know, three times a week at least throughout um, a good portion of your per professional career. Um, my advice is if you're just starting to create video and you're maybe a little bit intimidated because I believe me, I get it. The idea of creating a video is a little bit intimidating. The idea of, you know, building upon your skill set there is intimidating, um, and, you know, can be, it has been for me at times throughout my journey as well. But if, if you can just put a slide deck together, put it in presentation mode, use a screen recording tool, um, not talking about even a, you know, nonlinear editor, um, you know, screen capture tool like Camtasia, but just even a, a Snagit um, where you can capture your screen, you can talk through it. And you can capture those slides in just your voice. I mean, this is something that you have done over and over and over throughout your career in front of an audience. So um, if you're sitting at, at your desk and able to just talk through that and know if you hate it, you can throw it away. No one ever has to see that. But I think what you'll find is um, if you can talk through that PowerPoint slide deck in person, you can also do it kind of remotely alone as well and complete your first video doing something that you've done so many times before to click through a slide deck and put content into a slides and then pre presented it. Um, you're just capturing your voice on camera at that point. You're not putting your face on camera at that point. Um, you're just capturing those slides. So I think that would be my recommendation for where to start. Um, and the other great thing about Snagit, and I've, I've done this myself. Um, I'd like to say that I, I get my videos to maybe 
a certain point or I've grown within needing to do this, but if ever I stumble over, um, you know, some words or I lose my train of thought and I'm creating a video, um, and snag it to do set, you can trim out that section. All I do is I take a pause. I might start over at the beginning of that slide. And then I can go back when it's in the editor and just kind of trim that portion out and nobody ever knows the difference. So it looks like I've got this nice fluid, you know, presentation, but there was a point in the middle where I stumbled a little bit, or maybe I noticed, um, I spelt something wrong on that slide and <laughs> I want to stop and correct that, which by the way, is not something you can do in person, but it is something you can do if you're creating um, a quick video screen recording to talk through a PowerPoint. It, you know, it, it doesn't feel this way at first. Believe me, I get that kind of, um, I'm doing this for the first time feeling, but um, it, there's a lot of ways that it's actually a little bit more of a luxury than going in live and presenting a, a group of slides where if you you kind of pause awkwardly or you stumble over your words now that's happened and you can't go trim that out in the I just presented this live editor um, that doesn't happen so yeah I, I mean just to reiterate if you think about the PowerPoint slides that you've created in the past lean to those slides and just talk through them using a tool like Snagit for the first time. And remember, you can throw it away if you want to or trim it if you need to. But you know how to talk through slides. I know you do. Um, I'm with you. I'm there with you. You can do it. Well, and I would just add to what you said, Sherry, that even if you don't like it, you can throw it away, but just know that you, you probably don't like it for different reasons than everyone else. You yes. probably don't like it yes. and everyone else will not be as judgmental about it. And they'll have, have very different feelings like, oh, this is great. I've got this message and I did not have to have a, another meeting on my calendar. So 100%. And you'll look future forward, by the way, in comparison to maybe all the other communications they're receiving, you just sent them a video, which is going to make inherently that stand out. And they're going to be more kind of um, engage with the fact that they just got a video than maybe a word that you stumbled over, which I've stumbled over words in this conversation. Why am I okay with doing it here, but not when I'm kind of candidly talking to my same colleagues in a video? So I, th there is growth in kind of that comfort level, but um, yeah, I, I think it's worthwhile to move through that growth. Absolutely. Well, before we jump into the, the the speed round questions here, I just want to remind everybody, if you like what you're hearing and you feel find that the Visual Lounge has been beneficial for you, go out and like and review it. You know, what, on your favorite podcasting app or if you're on YouTube, you can give us a thumbs up or leave a comment or question. You can always email us at thevisuallounge at textment.com. We're happy to take your questions. We've gotten a few that's been, it's been great to connect with people that are watching and listening to to the show. So, all right, here we go. We're going to jump into our speed run questions. And I, I made this for today, Sherry. So hold on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So remember okay. the, the speed run questions, simple, short answers. You don't have to go too in depth. They're not going okay. to be tricky. For fir first one, what's your proudest moment at TechSmith? Oh my gosh. Um, I think this is so hard. You, you said these weren't going to be hard, Matt. I would say my <laughs> proudest moment as TechSmith, um, at TechSmith is, I mean, maybe even just 
today, I'll say, not to be cheesy or weird, but I have seen um, this department and marketing as a whole at TechSmith evolve. We've had departmental shifts that we've made to continually optimize. We've tackled so much throughout the last year, all separated and remote. And we, we've continued to build that team camaraderie together and come together to really problem solve. And I would say, um, I mean, my most proud moment is just being able to reflect back on all of that and say, look how far we've come and look how much um, we have ahead of us and how far we're going to go here um, with the team that we have. So, I mean, it, it, it's all collective. I don't know that there's one moment I could pull out of that and confidently say that's the one, particularly when you're putting me on the spot right now. But uh, <laughs> I'll probably come back to you. I'll email you later, later tonight and say, this is the moment. But um, send, send a video. Yeah, I, that, I, prefer I mean, video. that's my an- answer. I love working with the group that we have. And I think there's a lot to be proud of and just the um, transformations we've made over um, the years that I've been here. Absolutely. Great. It's a great answer. I love it. Okay, so great, great. what's one skill you think everyone should develop? I think one skill everyone should develop is um, a certain level of confidence and trust in themselves and what they know and knowing no matter where you are throughout your career or where you are in a stage of learning, you've got... Um, portions of your past that you can pull with you to that point um, that are making you a valuable asset and a valuable contributor to the conversation that's whatever is being had at that point in time. Um, Your perspective matters. And so I think people kind of building that confidence and trust in themselves that they have that and they are a valuable contributor in the room, um, regardless of having similar or different backgrounds experiences as the group they're working with. I think that would be the skill set that is going to most benefit anyone, no matter what field they're in. I love it. Although I thought you were going to say negotiation, but that's okay. (laughs) Oh, Matt. Yeah. Well, that's just like a basic skill. Still, I think, you know, everyone should as well. Yes. So everyone listening, Sherry is a, she really is a master negotiator and it's, uh, it's, it's fun to, to be part of those conversations. So but I, I, I love teaching you. the team about that. Yes. I loved your answer even more though. Uh, Great. Next one. Where do you turn for inspiration? It looks like I've got, we've got train. Oh, Sherry and I actually don't live too far from each other. I can hear the <laughs> train coming through your train, microphone yeah. and mine. So... <laughs> You know, one place I look for inspiration is, um, honestly, what are others doing that's catching my attention? Um, I, I learn a lot from looking at other brands and what they're doing in the marketplace and kind of diving in um, the black hole of, you know, what are they doing or how might they have gotten this idea or what maybe led them to this state? Um, so, you know, not to name a per- particular brand, but I do this a lot. And I think um, probably the department gets to sto- sort of know whoever I'm looking at at any given time, because I'll start to use a lot of that brand's um, examples and the conversations that I'm having, like, should we try this or have you seen this? Um, so I, I think there's no, um, y- y- what I've come to know is no team, no department, um, no company has it all figured out We're, we are all learning as we go. And there's so many, um, nuances to marketing and, um, the marketing landscape continues to change from month 
to month, maybe even day to day in some instances. So I think if we're not looking at our peers just as much as we're looking at ourselves and where we've come from and how we're evolving, um, I think that we're falling behind. So I think just being aware of what others are doing from a practical implementation standpoint, more so than just kind of talking about um, doing things or looking to a certain media outlet or something like that. I think, um, you know, being aware of the progress others are making and asking a deeper question about how are they doing that? What, what is that taking? And sometimes even reaching out to them and having a conversation about that with them to say, hey, I really want to compliment this thing you're doing. Who came up with that idea? How did you practically get that implemented? Um, it, you know, that that's where I kind of seek that more practical inspiration on um, where we could be going as a group as well. Absolutely. So next question, what's one thing you think everyone should learn that would help them communicate better? Um, so two things, sorry to break your no, rule. That's okay. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to what you said before. I think that, um, some level or base understanding that the heart of negotiation is getting to a win-win for both parties. I think sometimes communication feels like I've got to get them on board with whatever I'm thinking. But I think if you're actually having a conversation, you're part listening and you're uncovering the benefits for both parties and you're coming to a mutual conclusion about that thing. Um, so just to kind of pull back negotiation, because you're right, I do think that's important. And I do want to get that plug out there for people. <laughs> um, but but the second thing, you know, falls more in line with the conversation we've been having as well as like thinking about who is your audience? Um, how do I need to communicate this? Is it important that we're in the same room together? Can I create a piece of content that's a little bit more long lasting um, for them to refer back to related to this? And just thinking about, you know, it, is this is there a visual component of this that would really help to communicate that's far beyond what I could sit down with someone and put into words or type into an email through text? Yeah. Both excellent answers. Uh, okay, sincerely. great. So I do get two. We'll pass on the two. <laughs> we're, we're good on that. So last question. It's, it's really an opportunity to flip the table here. Is there a question that you'd like to ask me? Yes. Okay. So maybe to put you on the spot, this is the good opportunity. Um, you've seen a little bit of my journey in creating some of these screen recordings. Um, you see the instances when I do something maybe quicker and candid and less polished. And you've seen instances where I have added polish as well. Um, I'll, I'll ask, and you're a great, phenomenal video editor yourself. Your skills, if I'm intermediate, you're, you're definitely you know advanced in my opinion. So what feedback do you have for me, like what, what should I try next? Do you think that you can kind of, you've kind of seen this journey that I've made, like what, what's my next step to kind of think about, um, whether it be in a, a tactical thing that I do inside the video or an actual instance when I should be thinking about video that I'm not using video right now. So this is that point where you, there's someone in the back of my head is saying, you're live on the internet and your boss just asked you to give them feedback and critique. Is this a smart idea? Is this a trap? No, no. I, you know, I think, I think first of all, that you recognize that that journey is huge, right? Because I think so many people get that first video done and they're not happy with it because none of our first videos are good. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's that's been amazing. And I, I think it's honestly like, I get a lot out of your videos and, 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 you know, they're, they're densely packed. So let's just acknowledge what they are. There's a lot of information there. And I think that's good because 
it it does save so much time. I, I think it's, you know, some of it's just in the nuances at this point of, of you know, yeah. but it's like any message. I don't think it's necessarily a video editing need. I don't think it's that you have to get better at cutting or splitting or transitions. Those things are, are, are really, unless it's going to convey the message more fully, I think it's about thinking right. about just in, like we've been talking about communication. It's like, you know, making sure the right context is there and you do a really good job at this. I'm not saying that you you don't, but like making sure the right context is there, right, the right examples um, and just yeah. continuing to, to improve upon on, on that kind of that flow of message to make sure it's hitting. Um, but yeah, I, you're doing a great job. And I think the thing that remember for all of our audience is that like cutting and splitting and adding effects, that's, that's icing on this communication cake. And the fact that, Correct. you know, I know you've added in, like, I think you, you had a, a circle, you made your, your picture circle, right? Yes. It's, it's a nice little effect. And it's, it, it doesn't necessarily change my understanding of the video, but it's, I think, especially because we work for a company that does video editing, uh, it's very meaningful to see someone at your level to actually embracing that. Um, and, and that we're, we're practicing what we're preaching. And I think just yeah. keeping to do more of that is what I think was is really important to move forward. Because I, I honestly, again, I don't care if you use stock footage. I don't care if you put a lower third in there. That, yeah. To me, that doesn't matter. What matters is do I understand what, how this, because it's all, in any message, I feel like it comes back to do I, does this, do I understand how this impacts me? Is this going to help me to be more successful? Is this going to help me to be more fluent? Is this going to help me to to make more money? To you know whatever those needs I have are. Yeah. Is it you know and it, putting it through a lens of a techsmith? You know, is it going to do that? And as long as you're continuing to do that well and refining that message, I think we're good. Um, and so I think you're doing great. Just keep keep working at it. Keep showing that you're you're doing it. So I don't know if that's great feedback for everybody else. It is great feedback. Yeah. But yeah. I think from a kind of a overall perspective, I think there's it goes a long way to have people inside your organization doing the things that you're talking about. And I think that's a, a sign of a great leader that you're willing to get into the trenches with us, open up the products, do something with them. Use them. Um, yeah. And and setting a great example because I, I know, gosh, everyone out there has so many meetings and it's so easy to get caught up in, in having meeting yes. after meeting after meeting. And sometimes it's just like, I don't need another meeting. I just need to know kind of which direction to go yeah. and, we'll, and we'll go from yes. there. Great. Yeah. That's That's great feedback, Matt. And um, encouraging as well to hear. Yeah. Whew, I passed the test guys. <laughs> you passed We're, the test. Yeah. We will have a show <laughs> next week. So <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, thank you so much again for coming on to the visual lounge. We're so grateful for your insights, your thoughts, your, all the things that you shared with us. It's, it's really a pleasure to have you here. And, um, and I hope everyone else that's listening today has taken, I've taken away some really good insights. Uh, even thinking about the way I'm communicating in some of the things I do, cause I know, uh, I follow after your example. I've had to make some, some share out videos and, and even thinking about maybe mm -hmm. the time that I put into those and my worry about them being, you know, the, the right, perfect. yeah, being perfect, perfect. Or, yeah. or at a certain level. So thank you again. And, uh, you know, we, we will make sure in our show notes, we've got some great blog posts out there that if you haven't seen about remote communication, including how you can use video in your organization. And with that said, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and do all that good stuff because it really does help us. And we will see you all next week. Thank you.